Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. It's snowing. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's like so warm out there. I spent the last week in southern Alberta, Canada with 30 mile an hour winds and minus 25 degree temperatures. So, Well, it's weird because we haven't really gotten a lot of snow here in Utah. I mean, it's funny how this climate keeps changing, um, but we have like sideways wind snow here now. It's like it's making up for it with gusto. It's trying to. I don't like it. Yeah, it's and you know I'm I'm okay like with it. that. I'm okay with that because we needed we need the weather. Uh, we need the snow. We need all that fun stuff. So I'm okay with it. Because mm. mm. we're like, for those who don't know, Utah is is a high desert. So yep. we're in a perpetual state of drought, and we rely on the snowpack to get us through the summer. And there's been no snowpack this year. I don't know how the ski places are actually working but yeah but you know it's one of those things where it's okay it's winter it's snowy and we have snow for three months it's quite another one it's like oh crap i didn't show up here here's three months of weather at once yeah that's that's a little bit sucky yeah it's it's a little bit weird isn't it but sorry if i sound depressed to any people any of our listeners who aren't in utah they're like why should we care i'm just you, you you don't need to i'm just saying because the weather affects us all. That's why old people all want to talk about the weather. Because they know that they have it in common with the young people. Because it affects them too. It affects them a little bit more, actually. Like their feet tell them when a storm's coming in. Uh, for me, it's my knees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, man. Sh- shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, stitcher.com, Radio KSCR, and Geek Factor Radio. Also, to our wonderful subscribers and producers over at Patreon, you can find out more, donate a little bit over at patreon.com slash stolen droids. We would greatly appreciate it. We would. That that would be um, greatly appreciated. It would be Gr- awesome sauce. Greatly appreciated. So, yeah, it, it's all good. It's all, it's all good. good. It's all good. Um, been quite a week for you. You, you. you successfully returned from the Great White North. I did. And, you know, the first time I heard somebody say something in their awesome Canadian accent followed by the term A, I was beside myself with giddiness. I won't lie, Zoner. Um, when you tell us that you're traveling to a section of Canada that is not accessible by airplane, that raised concerns for me. I'm like, it, he's going to get eaten by a Yeti. He's going to get lost and hit by a moose. I hope. going to... It's going to turn into like an episode of The Mountain Between Us or something like that, you know? <laughs> it, it was actually more, what's what's that Liam Neeson one, The Gray or something? Yeah. It, it was more 2000. like that. Yeah, with the wolves. Uh, no, actually, I only saw some deer. I was very disappointed. And driving from the airport in Calgary to where I ultimately spent the next five days, four days, um, I felt like I was driving through either southern Idaho or Wyoming. If anybody is familiar with how horrible those drives are, then you can feel my pain and just know that I was driving for three hours in that. It was it, They really are just the worst. It it was one of the most horrible drives I've done. I, I did not enjoy. Oh, did geez. not enjoy. But I, I survived. I survived. So I, I'm good. Okay. 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 <laughs> it's all good. We oh, survived. Good. We survived. Well, we come back to you here. It's actually Sunday night. Um, so our Patreon subscribers are going to get this uh, episode here in just a couple hours. Uh, the rest of you guys in about 24. So we're not recording quite as late as we did the last time, but still, it's kind of late in the week. So we have a couple extra days worth of headlines for you. And we're going to start right in on Huawei. I'm kind of surprised by this. Uh, Huawei uh, has been in the headlines recently because people in Congress and the White House have said, we don't want you guys using it because that's how the Chinese are stealing from us and spying on us, and they 
represent a security risk and we don't want to work with them on 5G standards and we blah, 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 blah. And I think we can all agree that when all of Congress and the White House says something, everyone just kind of ignores it <laughs> this yeah. day and age because it's usually the most partisan politics out there uh, and no one really listens to it. It's quite the other when the head of the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA all agree. Yeah, that is a little bit surprising. Not that they would come out and say this because, I mean, we all know China's not our friend. And any company that's from China is basically an arm of the Chinese government. Like Apple? Well, there is that. I'm Although just saying. <laughs> they are an American company, but hey, who knows what's going into those those chips over at Foxconn. But, you know, the f fact that they all came out and said this, they they all agree, that, that's quite surprising, like you're saying. It's, it's really, really surprising. So what does that mean for us? Um, should we all stop using Huawei phones? Well, typically speaking, they're not ranked really high in U.S. usage anyway. It's too bad, really, because their Honor line was getting rave reviews. The Honor 7, I think it is. Oh, really? Yeah, people were loving it. It's like a well-built, great phone. Um, and again, the more options we have in the marketplace, the better things are for us. That is true. I am a big proponent of a lot of different competition in the marketplace. But this they're not being very forthcoming in everything they feel... Uh, it, all the evidence they feel points to this. But I'm going to say the same thing I've said in weeks past. How does this compare to HP, who installed a keylogger on all of our computers? Or Dell, who did the same thing? Or IBM slash Lenovo, who pushed it to everyone and was tracking everything everyone was doing on their computers? Or OnePlus, who had the same problem? Like, I'm not trying to exonerate Huawei saying, well, look, everyone else does it too, so it doesn't matter. Because that's that's a cognitive fallacy right there. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, is what they suspect Huawei of doing more extreme than these previous things that have gone unpunished? See, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you've got the Chinese boogeyman. I mean, government installed. Um, right. China is... And I say that jokingly, but China is a legitimate threat. But, you know, they're, they are kind of being treated as a boogeyman here. So are, are you saying that, let's give things a, a number scale, on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being thermonuclear war, 0 being nothing, okay? Are you saying that HP could have been a 7 and Huawei is a 3, but because Huawei is the Chinese boogeyman, it kind of adds an additional five just by that virtue alone. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it amplifies the uh, the potential, at least, for legitimate concern. Um, you know, HP. What are they doing with their keyloggers? Did we ever find out? I don't recall. They tried saying that it was never activated. They left it on by accident. It was it like was some a... debugging thing for some test, wasn't it? Was exactly, their excuse? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas China, I mean, they're constantly attacking our, our networks like on a daily basis. Although the government's not going to let you know that. And I know that people are going to say, oh, well, you know, a tinfoil hat. No, I've talked with people who know this, who've confirmed this, who work on those systems. Yeah. We're, we're under constant threat. And, and so it's, I don't know. I, I think that that fact right there makes it a greater concern than HP doing what they did. Although neither is good, I'm more inclined to trust HP when they say, oh, this was done by mistake, as opposed to a Chinese company, regardless of who it is, saying, oh, no, we don't do anything. China is friend, you know? Well, right. Okay, so let, let's go one step further then, because like, there's a reason why we don't worry about a Russian-built phone. Okay, because Russia builds crappy phones. <laughs> I no, I'm, I'm I'm dead serious. That's, no, I like that. I like it, that. It, that's like saying, you know, Kazakhstan, man, uh, this new phone straight out of Kazakhstan is just eating up the air that the charts. No, it's not because they don't have a tech industry. 
Um, China, unfortunately, does. And they do in large part because we find it so cheap to outsource our manufacturing there. Yeah. So how much of this are we to blame for? As consumers, because like I said, I, I jokingly throwed out the uh, the hollowed Apple name before, but in truth, they do manufacture their stuff in China. Yeah, and they do they it do. because it's the only way they can afford to make it. I mean, you think it's crazy paying a thousand bucks for an iPhone? What happens if it was made in the U.S. and they had to pay somebody more than like eighty-two cents a day to manufacture those? Right, and that's being generous, eighty-two cents a day. Yeah. Uh, imagine how much fun you'd have with that $5,000 iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about, uh, I think, a year ago with Foxconn workers. How much culpability do we hold as U.S. consumers for buying everything from China in the first place? I I think... I think we do bear some responsibility there. I'm not going to lie. I think we do. Um, I'm one of these guys. I'd prefer that things were done in America. But I know that that's not, that's not feasible, I guess would be the word. That's not practical. It's not realistic. It's not realistic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, whatever, I guess. It's what we're stuck with. Yeah. Um, speaking of stuff we're stuck with, how about the FCC? I'm tired of the FCC. I really am. Well, evidently so is Verizon. Years ago, Verizon won a whole bunch of upper block C spectrum, uh, the 700 megahertz band, which it used to expand its network. Part of that uh, auction win was that the FCC barred them from locking down their handsets. So they could not... Okay, so let me read it here. Let me read the actual restriction. E-handset locking is prohibited. No licensee, that's Verizon, may disable features on handsets it provides to customers to the extent such features are compliant with the licensees, that's Verizon's, standards, pursuant to paragraph B of this section. Nor configure handsets it provides to prohibit use of such handsets on other providers' networks. Long story short, any phone you got from Verizon could not be locked to Verizon. Did we talk about that previously? Uh, I don't think so, actually. I think, um, I mean, this was 2008. Okay. This was before we actually started podcasting. Okay. But um, I think I wrote about it on the site. This was back when Verizon was trying to take over T-Mobile. Yeah, this is sounding, this is all sounding familiar to me, but I can't seem to place it. Yeah. Um, when they put it in place... Uh, Verizon actually sued the FCC. Okay. They that lost. Sounds, that sounds Well, they were right. losing. Yeah, they dropped the suit saying, okay, fine. We will honor this restriction. We will not SIM lock the phones. This week, they announced, yeah, no, we're going to start SIM locking the smartphones again this spring. Now, to be clear, the FCC never said that they could. The FCC actually still expressly forbids them from doing this. Verizon doesn't really care. Now, you could be uh, you could be forgiven for thinking, well, hey, good job, Verizon. Sticking it to the FCC. No one likes them. They're the bad guy. They're the boogeyman right now that we all love to hate. And you'd be right. Except for the fact that Verizon isn't doing this to stick it to the man, as it were. Verizon's doing this because it benefits their bottom line and screws over the customers and they know the FCC is in no position to stop them. The FCC is so hated by everyone right now, it has essentially turned itself into a lame duck administration. They have or, or department, I guess I should say. They've they've made themselves uh, I, I a pariah is that I mean is that accurate? They're a pariah in our own country? I yeah, mean Yeah, pretty much. Nobody wants to tr- nobody wants to deal with the FCC. Nobody trusts the FCC. At least nobody who does ha- has anything to do with tech because of the shenanigans that they seem to keep pulling. Mhm. And anybody who's listened to this show 
for any amount of time knows I distrust government to begin with. When you start throwing in the shenanigans of the FCC, that doesn't help with the whole government trust thing. Right. The only way that the government works, and this is going to be our our little soapbox here, the only way the government works is if people have trust in it. The only way you can have trust in the government is for different departments of government or arms of government or, 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 you know, offices within government to act above reproach, to act with a level of integrity that makes them above any scrutiny. This FCC obviously cannot figure that out. (laughs) So guess what? (laughs) They're not above reproach. No one trusts them. No one believes them. And then you suddenly have these companies figuring, well, no one likes them. No one feels for them. Screw it. We're just going to do what we want. Now, Verizon has tried to peddle a story around to the different news outlets saying, well, this is actually so we can uh, crack down on theft, which is complete and utter BS. They couldn't provide numbers. They couldn't provide anything that backed that up. Uh, They didn't even say how much theft currently happens to Verizon handsets. But it is absolute crap. And how is this... How is this going to help them crack down on theft? It won't. If, if it's, I mean, so it can't go to a different network. That doesn't mean it can't get stolen. Here's what's even better. Here's what's even better. Hey, Apple users, not to pick on you guys again. This isn't actually me picking on you. You guys should be outraged. The new Apple iPhones for a couple of years now have eSIMs, not actual SIM cards that can be popped out but electronic SIMs built into the phone that can migrate from one network to another. That's the entire purpose, so you don't have to swap out the SIM card. The phone just naturally works on any network. Guess what? Not anymore. It's been locked. Starting in spring, your Verizon iPhone will be locked to Verizon until Verizon feels like unlocking it for you. By the way, side note... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a Verizon commercial right now for the Olympics that is just driving me nuts. Not not like in anger, just I just find it hilarious. Okay, you know that annoying spokesperson they have now? Uh, the the hipster wannabe guy, you know, guess who's our favorite network? It's Verizon. So they're okay. in an airplane terminal. Right in an airport terminal, and there's these two girls on a phone and a couple next to them, and both are watching single phones. So the two girls are sharing a phone. The couple's sharing a phone. And the, the two girls are going, yes, they just scored. They're watching something right now, right? And the couple's like, ours is still buffering. How is it you're able to watch this right now? And suddenly the Verizon guy is just across the, the bench from them with one of those nap pillows over his eyes. And he pops it up saying, that's because you need, Ver- you need the iPhone on America's fastest network, Verizon. Only the iPhone on Verizon gets you such great speeds and buffering and whatever right except the two girls who are able to watch the show aren't on an iphone oh really i haven't seen that commercial so I'm like oops someone uh someone missed that that's awesome continuity snafu that is awesome i love stuff like that where yeah i just love that stuff Speaking of continuity, you know what just absolutely broke my brain this week? Um, I I want to say curling and how that whole thing works, but I'm betting that's not it. It is not it. It's the fact that uh, the numbers are in, and for Q4, quarter four of 2017, Nokia is number 11 in smartphone brands globally. Now, 11, you're thinking, well, uh, 11 isn't that high, really. How many smartphone companies are there? Well, let me put it this way. It puts it ahead of Google, HTC, Sony, Asus, and OnePlus. Nokia sold more phones than any of those. You know, that is that is a big deal when you stop and think. Not so surprising with HTC, Sony, and Asus. But OnePlus seems to be really popular. And, of course, the Google Pixel, you would think that that's like the number one phone in the world behind, you know, Apple. So the number two phone in the world. (laughs) Now, Nokia, of course, is actually owned by HMD Global now. Um, It's not Nokia like we used to know it. Um, But 
when you compare it to when you take all of HMD that puts it in number six, just under Oppo, um, puts. I mean, this is weird. We expect the fact that Nokia is currently ranked number one in feature phones because I think they're the only ones who really make a decent one right now. The thirty-three ten. Yeah, that's a good phone. But the fact that they're actually still making smartphones and are still selling them off like crazy is maybe who we should be looking more at Nokia. Probably. I'm just saying. Oh, in fact, uh, their top line model, I I forget what it's actually called, like the Nokia 7 or something, um, actually just got uh, Android 8 Oreo. Well, it's about time. When did that come out? I mean, we've been dealing with that for months now for, like, nobody because only Pixel phones pretty much have it. Right, right. Um, Supposedly, um, Sprint will be releasing Oreo to the HTC 10. Um, Or, excuse me, supposedly they did release it. Which is good news. Here's the thing. Um, No one seems to have it. You know, it's interesting because I saw something, and I know we're going to talk about this in a minute, but kind of leading into it, I saw that Samsung had completed the beta for the S7 version of Oreo and Mm -hmm. S7 Edge version, and this was almost a month ago that I saw this. I didn't even know they had started beta testing it, and then... They said, oh, well, it should be released out into the wild by the end of the month. We've seen it released on one person's phone. Here's the video of it running. Here's the video of the download, blah, blah, blah. But then I haven't heard anything else about it until these couple headlines that you've pulled out here. Yeah. So um, the full full story is that Sprint actually had a... Well, sorry, HTC actually had the update for Android 8 earlier this month. It caused some issues, so they pulled it and replaced it with a brand new build. That new build also still hasn't gone out to anyone. And then let's dovetail that straight into the next headline, which is about my beloved Galaxy S8. It started rolling out, uh, I want to say Thursday. First to beta users, uh, and then to people in the U.K., with news that it was coming across the pond here to the U.S. soon. And I just started mashing my update button. Mashing it, mashing it, mashing it. They're like, don't worry, it will roll out to U.S. users soon. It will just, oh, wait, no, they've stopped the rollout. They've stopped the rollout globally. Wait a minute, they just deleted the update files from their servers. Hey, so even what, if you know what is how their to reasoning? Fi- they haven't given one yet. They have not given an official reason. But this does not bode well. There's something wrong with this update. There's something seriously wrong with this update. And I'm not just saying, hey, HTC, get your act together. Because if it's happening to Samsung and it's happening across multiple carriers, there's something wrong. So wrong that they have not only stopped the push, they actually removed the source files from their servers so no one can sideload it either. Which generally is is a really good indicator that this is problematic. Now, they have been in PR recovery mode saying, don't worry, if you already got the update, your phone will be fine. And when we push a new build, it will update to the new build with no issues whatsoever. Don't worry. But it's like, I I don't know if I trust that. But then, yeah, that makes you wonder what what the actual concern is if they're saying oh you'll be fine um why are you stopping the updates it makes me wonder honestly i wonder if they tried to update some security because of the whole um specter and meltdown vulnerabilities that also affected arm processors and the bug fix simply didn't get into the oreo update or uh, I don't know, caused hardware problems, or it slowed down the CP more than expected. I I don't know. I have to stress that. I have no clue, but this is really disconcerting to have such major players in the smartphone market 
suddenly have to do a complete reversal and just go into media silence. Yeah, that is that is weird. That is definitely weird. I guess I guess we'll wait and see what happens here in the next couple of weeks if if they um decide to to start rolling it out again or what i guess i guess we'll find out yep hey uh remember when i talked about youtube tv we've talked about it a little bit on this show yeah i really liked it um just too expensive i had a two-week trial for it i killed it at the end of the two weeks could not justify it just the price alone and the fact that it didn't have the back catalog it just wasn't quite worth it to me not a bad product Navigation's still a little bit clunky, but uh, not a bad product. Well, they have gained even more channels. They just made the uh, the agreement with Turner Network, so they're going to have Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, CNN, HLN, TBS, TNT, True TV. Um, they're going to have some NBA stuff, some MLB stuff. That's good, right? They're also... Um, adding on some additional cities, so they now uh, handle the top 100 markets in the U.S. Still missing uh, children's stuff, like Nickelodeon. Kind of weird. Honestly, I think my kids are the biggest binge-watchers out of anyone in this house. You know, that is a little surprising that they don't have Nickelodeon. Do they have any of the Disney stuff? They do have some of the Disney stuff, yeah. Okay. So, um, Unfortunately, these channels don't come just put right in there. Um, it goes up in price too, which is really where I start to see a problem with this. If you're trying to get people to get away from the cable companies, but you're charging them the same, the same amount. Yeah. You need to offer them a better deal than the cable companies. Yeah. The fact that you're not Comcast isn't enough for me to go spend my money there. And they're like, well, hey, you know what? You we, we work on your Roku TV. Yeah, guess what else works on my Roku TV? I can plug in a flash drive into the back, and I have a built-in DVR right there. Well, you know what else works on a Roku TV? Cable. Yeah. And if you're going to charge me as much as my cable company, why am I going to switch my allegiance to you? What are you offering me that somebody else doesn't? And I think that right there is where this is going to be a problem. And I think we're starting to see this with a lot of these different providers. You know, we've got, what is it, PlayStation View and and um, Sling and, and these different alternative non-cable providers. They may be slightly cheaper than the cable companies, but not enough to where it's going to make a difference to me. It, it's not enough to where I'm going to jump ship and go use their service as opposed to a cable company or, in my case, sign up for their service as opposed to signing up for a cable company because I just use over-the-air antenna right now. Not I, to mention the fact that for all their evils, don't get me wrong, we're talking evils, cable companies are happy to set everything up for you from the get-go. They want to be in your house. They want to be at your door. They want to. They'll do anything to get in your home. Exactly, because then they can charge you the seventy-five dollars or um, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's not working. Yeah, we'll have a guy out there. He may never show up. He may show up at midnight. He may say that he'll be there within a two-hour time frame, and then come five hours later. We're not saying that's great, but they're willing. They have this infrastructure in place with the sole expectation you're going to pay them. Yeah. And so many of these other things still take effort to set up and to use and to re-educate everyone in your house on how to use. Until you can find some kind of answer to that that is ubiquitous as that. Where it's simply a, look, I don't have to tell my grandma how to turn on the TV and go to YouTube and search a specific series she wants and then see if anything is currently playing. But then go in and see when something else is on demand. But no, you can't go to that other one that was on demand because that was a week ago. So you have to go to Hulu for that one. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's a big case against these services still. 
and it's frustrating me because it's like I've been rocking a media center now for 16 years. This isn't that hard, people. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, should we talk about the most pointless thing ever? Sure. Facebook. Facebook, Facebook is about the most pointless thing ever. It's about to get a lot more pointless. Um, <laughs> Facebook lists. Lists. In case you want people to know what you're buying at the grocery store. Or where you're at in your day. Or everything you got done or didn't get done. Whatever the case may be. See, this is something that I would I would put... I, I'm the type of guy that creates lists of stuff to do. Even after I've done the stuff, just so I can mark it off and feel accomplished. This seems like a complete way for people to just abuse that and brag and say, oh, look how successful I was in my day. What did you do? Right. You know, This is like for the perfect obsessive compulsive and narcissist person in your life. <laughs> yes. I just... So yeah, there Facebook is introducing a new feature for posting status updates called lists and it started rolling out uh last week. Uh it's another way for the company to get people to share more personal content to their own page. Um so yeah, I guess you create a list of anything you want and then you share it with people. You can put little emojis, colored backgrounds, whatever. Facebook, all of these networks really, but especially Facebook, is looking specifically to get to the point where everyone broadcasts every microsecond of their day and posts about it while they're broadcasting it and takes polls on this post that they just did that they broadcast. Yeah. It is getting absolutely asinine. It really is, isn't it? I am just, yeah, I, I I don't understand. I don't understand at all why people want to share every little minute detail of their existence and even more perplexing is why they think people would care. It's the ultimate in narcissism and I just, yeah, I can't handle it. <laughs> um, in weird news, we actually just saw this headline today, uh, but it actually came out a couple days ago. Twitter has announced they will no longer make the desktop client for Mac OS available, and they will actually stop supporting it in about 30 days. You know, this isn't surprising to me. Twitter has been trying to kill off third-party third apps anything that's not the website for five years well now we know why if not longer remember last week we talked about the first time this is the first time they've been profitable we know why right because they've been axing different departments of the company cutting yeah. out anything that they view is not 100 percent necessary for the upkeep of the company and i gotta tell you coding a client that they could just as easily say go to the website you know, that's that makes sense. Yeah. I'm wondering, actually, how many people this really affects. How many people actually use either first-party or third-party apps on their desktop? And I don't care if you're a Mac OS user or a Windows user or a Linux user. How many people use Twitter regularly and actually have a dedicated client installed for it? That is a really good question. I, and I'm not saying on mobile. It makes more sense on mobile and tablets because having just a website open all the time on your phone doesn't make sense. Yeah. But considering that most modern browsers, Edge, Firefox, Chrome, Safari, can all give you pop-up notifications no matter what operating system platform you're on. Yeah. 
why have a desktop client? I want feedback. I want anyone who uses a desktop client on any of these platforms to write us in and tell us why you still use that over just using the website. Especially when, like, I used to use TweetDeck all the time. There was you know, nothing better than using TweetDeck. I still do. I use the web version. Right, because the web version is the only one that's still maintained, and Twitter bought TweetDeck. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, just saying. Yeah, it would be nice if Twitter would just bake all this stuff into their own site, and their own apps, but they don't. And so the need for something else still exists. And I don't know why they haven't built in some of the features of TweetDeck into Twitter.com. But, I mean, that just seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah. Um, our next headline comes to us from Business Insider, which has one of those really annoying things that comes up whenever it notices that you have an ad blocker. So I can't see it. <laughs> I love that. I forgot which one this is. Yeah, this is about Snapchat's redesign. Oh, yes. So Snapchat, um, you need to upgrade your ad blocker or something, dude, because I, I got no problem seeing it. But yeah, Evan Evan Spiegel, uh, the 27 year old Snapchat CEO, has doubled down on their redesign. Uh, he says that the complaints only validate the changes that they've made. Which you know, if you make a lot of changes to an application that people use and that you want people to continue to use, a really good way to do that is to say. We hear your complaints. They tell us that we did the right thing. Your tears only make my hate grow stronger. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. But he he basically says that we're we're going in the right direction and people just need to deal with it and learn how to use the app. Now, I've talked with my children who are who are some of whom are teenagers and I've asked about Snapchat because I like to, you know, find out about this kind of stuff and what the youth of, of America think. And they say, everybody hates Snapchat now, Dad. Snapchat's latest update is just garbage. Nobody wants to use it. People are stopping to use Snapchat and going elsewhere. They're, that, they're using the death Instagram. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And you look at Facebook and they're hemorrhaging the youth as well. And... You know, Instagram seems to be pulling them all in, which, you know, good for Facebook because they bought Instagram. But if you're churning out app updates that are driving your users away and you're saying that that only validates what you're trying to do, are you trying to go out of business? Is that your objective? Maybe that is what they're trying to do. I think a lot of these companies in their hubris kind of forget that Google wasn't always Google. And if history repeats itself, it won't always be Google. No, it won't. You look at the the browser wars. I mean, we've talked about that with Google Chrome. Google Chrome, you know, lived long enough to see itself become the villain. Um, MySpace, Yahoo, anyone, AOL. Do you, does anyone remember Alta Vista? Oh, I do. When people stop using it because they hate how to use it, it's very hard to get them back. It really is. It really is. Yahoo had to learn that the hard way when they started making it so complicated on how to use Yahoo.com that they finally redesigned it too late. People had so bought into Google by that point, it was too late. Yeah. And you look at, I mean, you look at Google Chrome, you look at Firefox. Version 14, I stopped using Firefox. That was what, like eight years ago or something? And now. I just barely decided to give Firefox another try because I've heard so many good things about what they've done. We're on version 58 now. Yeah. I mean, that tells you that is a big gap where I was not using a specific program because the experience was not up to my expectations. And if that was their objective, then they succeeded. But I I think that it's foolish for this Snapchat CEO to come out and say, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we want. We're only, you know, this is only strengthening our resolve to continue making these changes that nobody likes. You're asking for trouble, man, when you do that. Nothing good is coming of this. Yep. 
I'm not sure how much we need to go into this next one. Belgium doesn't like people being tracked on Facebook. You know, that kind of goes without saying, but I find it interesting that um, Facebook was told to stop tracking users that are not Facebook users. Facebook is throwing their cookies out all over the Internet and tracking people and collecting information on them when these people have not consented to this sort of behavior. And I got to say, I'm kind of with Belgium on this one. Yeah. Kind of with Belgium. Um, So we should probably explain a little bit. Like if you use Facebook and you go to Facebook, they use cookies to track your movement and keep you logged in. Right. Uh, This is not a new thing. Uh, Google has used them. Everyone uses them. It's how the web is built now. If you didn't have cookies, then every time you visited a new page on the same site, it would ask you to log in again. Cookies are what allow websites to track that, yes, this is Zoner. Zoner has been logged in for 15 minutes. No, you do not have to keep asking him to log in. We already know it's him. We know that it really is him. Okay? The web, as we use it today, would not be at all possible without cookies. So that's not the issue here. And Belgium agrees. The issue is is that third-party cookies or cookies on third-party websites are reporting back to Facebook. So you could be on Amazon.com and Facebook's third-party cookies on that site are tracking you, even if you do not have a Facebook account, which makes a lot less sense. Yeah, they're finding out your purchases, what you're interested in, what you're looking at. And they say, oh, well, this is just all part of giving our users a better experience. But they're not your users. Yeah, and that's utter BS. It's so you can gain information on people, even people who aren't your users. The same amount of information as you do on your users. Why? Because they sell it to advertisers. Yep. They are selling it. It it really... It's crap. It is. It's crap. That's that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I like that. Plain and simple. It's just crap. (laughs) Speaking of crap. It was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time. We talked about this. When the news first came out about Spectre and Meltdown, we knew that the class action lawsuits were going to be coming. Quick refresher if you need it. Intel uh, released findings about Meltdown. AMD about Spectre. That affects pretty much every modern CPU made ever. Yeah. Um. It, it, it affects a lot of people. It's a big deal. It's a big enough deal that nearly every CPU manufacturer in the world immediately released a statement saying, "Yes, this probably affects you. Uh, expect patches because this there's a ninety percent chance this affects you." Even Apple. That yeah, since they started putting the Intel processors in. Yeah. Well, um, currently, Intel is now facing 32 lawsuits over these security vulnerabilities, including allegations of insider trading. That's the one that always, well, that never seems to surprise me when we find out about insider trading taking place after something like this breaks. Because it seems like they always find out about it. You hear about high-level execs selling off a bunch of company stock. And then six months later, they make the announcement. Oh, well, we just found this out. No, you didn't. You found out you sold your stuff. And I want to see more people go to jail for this insider trading. Yeah. I mean, mean, for heaven's sakes, Martha Stewart went to jail for this. She did. It's one thing if you have a flaw and you come forward and say, we got a flaw, we got to fix it. It's another thing. If you've got a flaw, you sell a bunch of stuff to preserve your wealth. And then you come out and say, Oh, we've got a flaw. Um, yeah, the laws, I mean, they're, they're not kind to that, but unfortunately it seems like a lot of these people are probably not going to be going to prison anytime soon. Yeah, or if they do, it'll be a really cushy one. Well, even Martha Stewart went to a pretty nice, pretty nice prison. By I'll prison bet you she standards. decorated it even better. Oh, I'm I, sure. I bet she you did. she left that prison better than she found it. Oh, 
Definitely. She was offering like the cook different like cooking tips and you know for when your your parties are just not quite up to snuff. Your guests yeah. will love these. <laughs> this is an excellent post shiving meal to serve. <laughs> and look, th- these homemade bandages that we made earlier fit right over. You know, they go with any outfit. This way they don't bleed onto your coup de tay. Um I just learned what a coup de tay was actually. I'm feeling they- so cultured. And I'm just thinking here, you know, just do a coup d'etat in prison and it'll be fun. Exactly. Um, Quick update in case uh, it feels like we haven't been keeping you up to date on this whole Spectre and Meltdown crap. Uh, Intel has once again started uh, issuing patches for Skylake processors and other various versions of their different core processors they've made over the last 20 years. Um They've also uh, expanded their bug bounty program, where they actually pay people to find problems in their code. Uh, they've now expanded it to uh, offer larger bounties to ones regarding Meltdown and Spectre. So Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ninja the Cat has joined us. You can't Excellent. see him on camera. Oh, there he is. I, I can see Ninja the Cat's ears. Now yeah. he's gone. He's it's not only actually, a matter of time before he shows me his rump. Uh, I actually had to hide my uh, my keyboard because I just know he's going to walk over and hit the key combination that stops this recording and screws everything up. Oh, that would be good fun, wouldn't it? And now he's glaring at me because he knows what we're talking about him. Yeah, well, it happens. You are the most unhelpful mascot ever, Ninja. He really is. He's pretty useless as far as mascots go. I want to see him dunk a basketball. I know. Slide down the stairs on a, on a toboggan. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's go for it. Why can't Come on. you be like an NBA mascot? Uh, that's what we need. That's what we need. Poor guy has a cold. Um, so this one's kind of weird. Really weird, actually. Um, Sonos came out with a headline that really surprised us, and then we looked back in and found out, no, this is actually happening not just on Sonos, but Apple HomePod as well. Um, the first reviews are out for the Apple HomePod. People say it's a wonderful speaker. It it's, should be. It's like $1,800 or something, isn't it? It's also about as smart as a bag of rocks. So Siri is brain damaged? Like, it just can't work uh, as a smart speaker. And it's really weird to see the Apple reviewers saying that. Um, also strange is the fact that Apple only makes like 16% on it. That the markup is only 16%. And you may be thinking, okay, that's not too bad, right? Except for Sonos makes like 30, Amazon makes 45, Google makes close to 60, and they so all how, cost less to buy. So how is it that Amazon or that the Apple is only is operating with such a narrow profit margin? I I don't know. I think they're willing to take a loss here just to get into people's homes, which, you know, would make sense if they were priced competitively, but they're not. True. Um, And for that price, you certainly wouldn't expect it to be having this issue where it actually stains your furniture. They've found that in many cases on untreated wood, if you have your HomePod speaker, it will leave a noticeable mark just sitting there. Yeah, you get like a white ring. And at first everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Come on, Apple. Come on. And that's when Sonos came out that their Sonos One says, "Uh, yeah, sorry, ours is doing the same thing. But it should get better over time. Yeah, they say it will eventually fade. Well, yeah, so does the rest of your table. Yeah. I'm thinking I don't want to have a device sitting on a wood piece of furniture that I need to put on a coaster. That doesn't seem like good product design to me. Right, right. Um, It seems that if I had to guess, these devices just put out too much power, generate a bit too much heat in the base, uh, and the rubber that they use to keep it from slipping around, when heated up and put against the wood, is actually drawing oils from the wood. Or putting oils into the wood. I'm not sure which, but it's one of the two. Now, I have to clarify, again, this is on untreated wood. I don't know how many people honestly have furniture made of untreated wood. Do you? 
You know, I thought it was actually on stained wood that this was happening. Well, let's uh, let's, let's go into these headlines because I was for sure I was positive. Oh, sorry. It okay with the Sonos. It appears to only affect wood that doesn't have a finish coat, such as polyurethane. Okay. So, so if the wood is stained but doesn't have a finish coat, then you're going to have problems. Yep. Um, and it seems here that the HomePod uh, can damage oil-stained wood. So again, you need that polyurethane coat on it to to make it all nice and protected, or else it's not nice and protected. Yeah. So, is Apple going to come out and say you're placing it wrong? I guess. I, mean, I think it sucks that Sonos is having the same problem, but you may be onto something that is just generating too much heat and it's it's destroying the, the oils in the wood. I actually know exactly that that's what's causing it. And I know here's how I know. My kitchen table is oil stained without a polyurethane top coat. That's a bold move for a kitchen table. It came that way. It just came that way. Alrighty. Well, when we have hot food on our plates and then our placemats between the plate and the table, when we pull the placemats away, we have kind of a white mark underneath it in the shape or pattern of the placemat. Okay. Yeah. It's, a, it's the exact same thing. It's heat. Interesting. That is interesting. Kind of cool that you would know that from experience kind of sucks that you would know that from experience oh yeah it's ruined the table i guess we're fine if we only eat you know cold food well you know sandwiches are are nice cold maybe apple should make some the apple sandwich good gazpacho a good you know nice cold soup sorry kids it's cereal only cereal from here on out yep and we've started storing the placemats in the freezer Right next to the HomePod. <laughs> so, yeah, it does, I, it does I, bring up a question, though, okay? So I have a Google Home. Yes. Right? And it does not have this problem, but admittedly, it's also very underpowered. Google knows this, so they came out with the new version with, like, the eight speakers and the advanced sound, right? And it's supposed to sound like a full-on surround sound system. I've played with one. And, yeah, it gets some incredible power out of that. But we haven't heard about this problem from Google products. I wonder if it is a problem and it just hasn't been reported because nobody's noticed because they haven't dusted or anything. Because, yeah. you know, according to Apple users, anybody who buys Google products is just ghetto. So why would we dust? Um, or if if it truly is just not a problem. Yeah, maybe no, that, that's that's that is a great question. Maybe they're using um, different material on the bottom, perhaps. As opposed to what whatever Apple and Sonos are using on theirs, something's going on. Something they need to figure out because this stuff is supposed to be in everyone's home if they really want it. Yes. So, listeners, if you've got either of these devices, have you noticed any any white rings or any discoloration from them where they've been sitting on your wooden furniture? Uh, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. All right, into our favorites. Um, mine is something a little bit uh, different than normal. Um, I've been watching the Olympics. I love the uh, the Olympics. Every I'm time such Olympics an Olympic are, junkie. I know. I, I'm not really a sports fan, but when it's the Olympics, I think every world conflict should be handled through the Olympics. I just do. I, I yeah. think it's the one thing that really, really uh, kind of defines us as a human race is one of the ways that we compete against each other, and I just love it brings out the best of us and sometimes the worst but so we're watching the downhill women's super g and a snowboarder who herself said i really don't have any reason to be up here yeah i do both these sports but my real thing is in the slalom tomorrow i'm just going to throw on these downhill skis that were provided by alpine they're just here over here in a pile and i'm going to go down the course and get gold <laughs> Esther uh, Lechka, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, from the Czech Republic, uh, beat out everyone um, by a hundredth of a second. Yeah. 
to get gold. Didn't believe it herself. It was an amazing run. Um, I'm an American. I, I cheered for Lindsey Vaughn. She did not perform gold caliber performance. Sorry, Lindsey. You um, know, she did do a pretty good run, except there at the end when she, yeah, she kind of lost it. Thing. I am kind of sick of everyone saying, oh, this girl just stole her gold. No, she didn't. Even if she didn't... Even if this girl hadn't even competed, Lindsay still would have been fifth. That's not a medal. Yeah. You know? But I just... I, I couldn't find any footage of it itself. The closest you're going to get is a, uh, a recap from NBC Sports where they show some bits of it and they talk about it. It really is incredible to watch. Uh, it's the Czech Republic's very first gold ever in this event. Complete fluke, and I just adore it. Yeah, I I do love the Olympics. And, you know, I got to say, I love the comparisons of Caesar Flickerman from the Hunger Games. <laughs> to I, I can't even think of the guy's name Boyega? that calls the, is that is that no he calls the figure skater yeah. figure skating it's like um, you, it's when you have to uh, announce Johnny for the Olympics. Weir yeah and when you have to announce for the Olympics at six but you're about to go to the Hunger Games at eight yeah I mean this dude totally looks like he's he's calling the Hunger Games it's 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 awesome I love it. Uh, my favorite this week, I went and saw Black Panther while I was up in Canada. Surprisingly, uh, this town that I was in had not one but two movie theaters. One was a dollar movie theater, I guess you'd call it. it showed the older movies, and, and then there was the first-run movie theater. And I managed to get tickets to an advanced screening of Black Panther while I was there. And I got to say, Marvel really hit it out of the park here. Uh, they have been getting a lot of praise for this movie, but if you have not seen it, you know, I, I definitely recommend going and checking it out because there was a lot that they did really well. Uh, Zook teases me often about one of my tropes being the fact that I lived in Africa, but they actually use an, an African language. And I understood some of what they were saying, which I thought was really cool. Cause it's, it's like legit. They did their homework and just the story, uh, the special effects, everything about it, I thought was really well done. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it on multiple levels. So go check it out if you haven't already. Although based on the, the numbers from the opening weekend, I'm sure you probably have. So I, I'd like to point out two little things with this. Um, Dr. Squishy, I, I gave him such crap for this. <laughs> Dr. Squishy went and saw it as well, right? And he, he told me, he's like, you got to go see it, man. I can only imagine what it's like. Can you imagine being like a little black kid growing up wondering why it is that none of the superheroes look like you until now? And I had to kind of give him a moment, and I had to remind him, Squishy, you remember I'm not white, right? The last big Asian role I was supposed to have in a superhero film went to Tilda Swinton. Like, yeah, the whitest person on earth. <laughs> she's like almost clear. She's so white. She is pretty much transparent. Um, so that's the first funny thing. The second funny thing is my mother. My mother, admittedly, she's on hospice. We've talked about this. Her thinking isn't all there. But every once in a while, she says something that I just have to face palm at. She's like, I don't know if I'd want to see that. I saw the trailers for it in the previews, and I don't know. It just seems all stereotypical. Like, they're really not paying much respect to the African culture there. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, there's this scene where they're just all with spears and, like, this really brightly colored garb and all the women are shaved. Like, it just seems like they're really exploiting the African people. Mom, so you're saying that because this isn't what a white person thinks Africa should look like, that it is stereotypical and exploitive? <laughs> you know, I will say I loved the costumes. In fact, I have a shirt that looked like some of the costumes that I brought home without from Africa with me. I, I thought just everything about it, they did so well. So well. Excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing it here as soon as I can get out to a movie theater. Um, maybe this should be a discussion for Generic Geek Podcast sometime. 
I'm sure it will be. Excellent. Well, hey, that is our episode this week. Um, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you are using a desktop client for Twitter. Doesn't matter your platform. Doesn't matter your why. Well, actually, it does. I want to know why. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, not on Snapchat because everyone hates it. Uh, or head over to Patreon.com slash StolenDroids to learn how you can help support us. We do appreciate it. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.